Hello. Welcome, friends, family, fiends, finders of that silver lining, you life breathers and legendaries. This is Greg Adanian, and welcome to the first official episode of Sets and Reps, my new podcast. I'm going to be talking about a variety of different topics, hopefully relatable to uh, all of you out here trying to figure it out one day at a time, um, trying to find meaning, trying to uh, better yourself. I'm doing that every single day. I'm going to have some episodes with myself, some episodes with uh, a guest. I'm really excited to see where this goes. This first episode is pretty great. I speak with my friend Brian. Uh, Brian is a music producer. I've been working with him in retail for about three years, so I've known him for a while. Uh, and he kind of followed me to my new job. No, I'm just kidding. But he's a really great dude. And uh, we talk about music. We talk about the effects of music on our mental state of being. We talk about the different emotions that music can draw out of us. We talk about what's really happening when you're listening to a song. And I also take some time to interview him about his craft and his art and hopefully inspire and encourage anyone else that's nurturing a craft, putting something together that they want to make great. And so without further ado, Guys, I want to welcome you into the very first episode of Sets and Reps with Brian Meldrum. Okay. What's going on, everybody? We are here. We have Brian Meldrum, good friend of mine. Brian, what's going on? How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm chilling. Uh, the weather outside was not too terrible. It's not super cold yet, so we still have a little bit of killing time uh, before that snow hits. Um, of course, so, I've, been, I've been inside all day, though, so I haven't yeah. gotten a taste of the weather at all. <laughs> Go outside, man. Don't be looking at a screen all night. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. I was at the gym earlier. <laughs> I know. I saw you getting your workout in. Uh, Brian is a fellow fitness enthusiast and... Um, exercise enthusiast and music lover and uh which which kind of brings us to our topic for today you recently uh you i know you make music yourself right you're a producer you have been for some time um you recently dropped a single right yes i was i was jamming to that today some pretty nice nice some pretty crazy stuff thank you um really good i think that this gentleman right here he he might crack the code. Um, I've just been watching how he's doing things, how he's uh, operating, and something about it. I just know that if you keep going the way that you're going right now, you are gonna your your name's gonna be up there. You know. Thank you. Um, yeah, man. Of course. So we're here today to talk about music and. Um, music is kind of has different qualities, brings out different things in different people. Everyone has their own, you know, music taste, their own, uh, sounds that they enjoy listening. 
Um, and I wanted, I wanted to specifically start by talking about emotions sure. and, and uh, what kind of emotions music brings out and, and how that, how music influences our emotions. Mm -hmm. um, so do you want to give a little bit of a take on that and then I, and then I can say something? Sure, absolutely. So I've actually, I've actually thought about this before. Um, actually, I, I was watching a Juice World interview, and he kind of said this perfectly. He was talking about how, to an extent, music is like addictive, like intoxicative. Because mm. like, um, like you, when you hear a song, like if you really like it, like every chance you get, you put in headphones, like listen to it. Yeah, so it's like it has like addictive qualities to it, and um, also like it's really interesting to think about. Like when you, when you listen to a song and you hear melodies that like you like to hear, it's not like, it's not you liking the melodies. It's you liking the, the like the chemicals in your brain's like reaction to the melodies. That's what's interesting. Like if you think about it, like from a scientific standpoint, it's not like, it's not that you like the, the, like the music theory, like behind the, the notes itself, you like like the reaction your brain puts off and so that's kind of interesting as well so it's like as far as emotions go like there's a close tie between like like our ear for music and like how our how our brain reacts to it like that's why we listen to sad music when we're sad yep and just like different kinds of music depending on like what our emotions are so it's like it's a pretty interesting concept there's definitely a lot of science behind it that i, I don't know about but that's kind of my take on it yeah all those levels uh levels of serotonin and um the dopamine in our brain uh during those times yeah yeah for real for real um if if one song I, i'll probably listen to one song at least like 12 times after it comes out if i really like it um and i agree with you when i feel like upset about something whether whether i'm sad or angry i just i gravitate towards a different uh different uh type of music de mm -hmm. depending on how i'm feeling for sure so yeah um, kind of like another little talking point on that is like yeah if you think about all the things you consume throughout your day just like like social media or just human interaction you forget like the majority of it like you only remember like a few significant things like throughout your day then even like throughout a year like or your lifetime like there's only like a few big things that really stick out um aside from music like you will always remember the melody to your favorite song like forever which is so weird yeah you think about it yeah it's the, like it's, it's like if you haven't heard one, one of your favorite songs in a long time then someone says like like the name of the song you'll just remember the melody which exactly. is like so weird to think about um it's like it's like name one instagram post that you saw uh yesterday you can't it's gone it's gone from your memory but if i say like you know uzi just dropped the album like start singing one of those songs you just know you know because it's that's just how it works which is just so I strange came in with a new 40 yeah yeah dude. exactly it's, it's so strange how that works um and it's it's concrete in that way and it's it's set in stone and i think music where you know depending on where the world's gonna be um uh, the way that things have been going we're not some of us aren't so sure but music for sure is something that's probably always going to be constant mm -hmm. um oh, yeah something always there for us to go back to so it's important to keep it alive um, yeah for sure like um like live shows got cut but like i was thinking about this you know um if, if the world is like post-apocalyptic there will still be a demand for music 
I was thinking oh. about this. Like, think about Fallout 4. Like, all the characters in that game, like, they all listen to music. <laughs> like, even when society is a mess, like, people still have, like, desire just to, like, listen to something, keep their brain entertained. Actually, I heard something really interesting once. This is, this is like, this is so off the beaten path. If art is decoration of space, then music is the decoration of time. Think about that. That is wild. That is some deep Art is the decoration right of space. Music is the decoration of time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I know. That's crazy. That's a really good quote. I've never heard that. You're sitting there and nothing interesting has happened. So you listen to music to decorate what's happening. The space that you're existing in. Golly. Oh, yeah. Damn, dude. That's some weird stuff. Some weird stuff. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, speaking of, like, filling up your space and your time, let's talk about like the different times that we listen to music and what uh types we listen to for those particular times like like i know both of us work out at the gym um mm. i have a love i have a love hate relationship with listening to music at the gym mm -hmm. and it goes along with uh getting distracted by my phone so it's definitely easy to listen to music while you're working out without getting distracted by your phone. So that's what I need to find more of a balance of. But anyway, when I, uh, when I do listen to music at the gym, um, I find that the one that gives me like the best workout, the best, uh, chemical reaction in my brain for what I'm doing at the time, uh, is kind of like the type of music that you produce the uh the bass driven the the trap style instrumentals with yeah. mixing in with um you know just dubstep variety um and yeah it's really interesting like this this ties into the first topic like a lot um yeah you know you, you listen to energy or you listen to music that matches the energy of a situation like when you're in the gym like you're doing a very high energy thing like your heart is pumping your body's going your brain is moving and so you kind of want to match that with like not joji you know like no one no one plugs in like billy eilish to listen to or to work out <laughs> maybe people do i don't know actually but like you you tend to like listen to just more high energy music when there's like a high energy high, high energy situation going on uh like same goes like when you're sad like you listen to sad music so it's kind of interesting how that works and then what you were talking about like how how when you're working out you have like a love-hate relationship with music I do for a few reasons as well. First yeah. of all, my earbuds are always falling out. So yeah. it's like, it's so hard to keep like putting them back in while I'm like doing reps and stuff. And then also like, because I make music, I'm like constantly like listening to the song for like certain things like, Ooh, that 808 is nice. And like, it distracts me. Like I'll forget how many reps I did. I'd be like, all right, seven, that's enough. <laughs> and so it's like, it, it is really distracting. But, the, but at the same time, like to an extent, it's kind of awkward to go to the gym without music. Cause then yeah. it's just like, you're not listening to anything. It's like, and then when people look at you, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it's the way it is, but whenever I go without earbuds, it's like, I'm like vulnerable or something. Uh, yeah. You're, you're forced, <laughs> you're forced fields down. Um, yeah. It's like, so, it's like, a, it shows people that like, I'm in my own space. Like, don't bother me. You know? For real. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's for sure. And then if you're not going to have music, the next best thing as far as, um, having your shields up or whatever is just having a partner with you and uh, oh, yeah. working yeah. out together in that way. So that's Absolutely, a really yeah. that's a really good remedy for that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, a lot of people can't go to the gym if they don't have a gym buddy, which is like so strange to me because like I feel like whenever I go with like my gym buddy, it's like I feel like I slow down. 
Cause yeah. I, do, I like talk to them and like, I don't know, but I feel like when I go to, when I go alone, I'm like in my own space and do my own thing, you know, for real. Yeah. The, it really depends on like their, their work level compared to yours. And you can, you can like select things that both you are better at uh, or like, um, I don't know, just, just get a partner that's, that's, that's more in your flow. But also if you're working out with them you and you feel like they're slowing you down, you could also go and work out on your own on separate yeah. occasion and then yeah. know, know that you're by yourself and then just push yourself harder in that way. For sure. Yeah. You think you could make a beat using just, um, sound effects from noises in the gym? Yeah, actually, that's pretty. That's, that's something I'm trying to do with my production a lot more. It's just like record things like from my like in my day to day in my day to day life that like have cool tones to them, just so I can like throw them and manipulate them in my music. Um, like I'm also trying to get like my own playing in there a lot more, like my own piano, my own guitar, just to make it a little more authentic. But like, yeah, for example, there's a song by X uh, where he recorded like the the door open beep from his Tesla. Oh, it was sad. That little like do do that that was just the beat from his Tesla. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like people, people do that all the time in records, which is crazy. Um, and especially nowadays where like the market is really saturated and you have to like differentiate yourself. It's a great way to do it. Just record stuff that no one's ever heard before. Pots and pans for drums. Yeah. Yeah. There's create, tons of ways to do that. I mean, yeah. Create your sound. That's not made by anything else. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. That's why you shouldn't use loops, right? Um, well, here's the thing about loops. It's like, um, if you're just dragging and dropping loops, you're probably just new to production. But like, if you're taking the loops, like manipulating them and doing your own thing with them, putting your spit, putting putting your own spin on it, or if like the whole track isn't based around that one loop, then like go for it. I mean, it's kind of just like, it, it's a very like two sided debate. I don't really have an issue with it as long as you're just like, as long as your only production is is not just dragging loops, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So like you can take a component of it, but don't, yeah, don't, yeah. don't make the whole thing. Exactly. Um, okay. So since music is, uh, constantly changing, I guess you could say it obviously in, in without, uh, I mean, throughout lifetime, I think we each have like, uh, a, like a taste of music. I think, we both similarly kind of like rap and, and that bass um, drum driven tracks. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm curious to hear from you, uh, has your music changed, like, or your music taste changed throughout your lifetime and like how? And I can, yeah. I can tell you about mine after as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think everyone in like middle school kind of likes the same music. Like you either like like the, the stuff that's on the radio or you like Eminem or you like the really like weird like kind of Minecraft EDM music. That's like everybody's middle school phase. It's like one of the three. And so if you, like, were, if you were like hard AF, you liked uh, 50 Cent and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty rare though for me. Um, so like in middle school, it was kind of just like I wasn't too into music. I was doing like band and stuff, but like I didn't I never I wasn't really huge into just like listening to music. Um, and then, then high school came and I, I didn't really ever really get into EDM. It was kind of just different variations of rap music. I, I remember the first rap song I ever like really got into was nowadays by little skies. You mm. might've heard it before, but like, that was the first song where I was like, wait a second, like modern rap is actually kind of good. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. And so 
I started listening to that and then just like all the other stuff off Little Sky's albums. Um, and I think it was Juice World after that. And then like that's kind of when it exploded and I just started to like kind of get into everything. Um, pop music. Definitely like everything's opened up a lot more as time's gone on. Because mm. I've just started to appreciate like the creation of music more. So like listening to other kinds is really interesting. But like it wasn't until probably like almost a year ago from now. I like... I first started getting into EDM. It was really just because I was making it. It wasn't because I just like liked listening to it. I think it was there was like a some contest that went on for like if you made the best EDM beat, you got like a bunch of speakers or something like that. I remember entering that and thinking like, wait, it's actually pretty fun. Like the the production was a lot more complicated. It was more interesting. So I was like, I'll try to tackle this. And so that's oh. kind of how I ended up going down like this EDM rabbit hole. <laughs> just, just. Get like seeing it there and just getting it going for it. Good. Yeah, yeah. And that and that that started when you you said after you started making music. Like yeah, that's, that's yeah. when you got into EDM. Okay, definitely. Cool, man. Yeah. So similarly for me, uh, in middle school, I wasn't listening to music much, but I was raised in a Christian home, so pretty much the music that I listened to or or was exposed to, I I think I was I, I was pretty sheltered until. Uh, until like high school oh dude totally whenever, whenever i wanted to buy a song in middle school my parents had to read all the lyrics and then yeah. be like all right you can buy it or no you can't buy it they would do that for like they would do that for movies for me wouldn't let me watch it if it didn't get a good rating on some website absolutely other yeah. people wrote reviews um moviemomreview.com or something like that yeah crazy uh gosh and yeah, so like the it would be like the worship music, just like the the kind of contemporary. Um, a lot of it was acoustic, and then I did like that kind of idea of uh, a band put together. So from there, I kind of started listening to more of like alternative rock, and then hard rock, and a little bit of like like very outside the bear like the boundaries of heavy metal like yeah. i did like i didn't i didn't go too crazy with that like the, the bands that i liked with were like crown the empire and uh um trying to think of a few others um breaking benjamin for sure is like a hard oh, yeah. rock group that i was definitely listening to a ton and like there was there was other christian groups and whatever like some of them were were pretty good like skillet was another rock band i don't know if you remember them i um, do remember yeah actually it's kind of interesting like looking back like the music i really got into was the stuff that was like not like classic in the sense that it was like guitar based you know like i didn't really ever yeah. get into a lot of rock music until recently i've been trying to like like i said like learn guitar and tackle drums and stuff which are right behind me here but um yeah, I, I don't know why I never really got into that because my sister loved it. She had like a big emo phase in middle school, so she was always listening to like that kind of music. Um, my parents were never into rock, so it's like that was like kind of a genre that went untouched for a long time. Um, yeah. My question for you actually is: there like a genre of music that you like think is like bad? Like I'm not, I feel like there's not a lot of genres where I can say like that's a bad genre because it has like millions of listeners, and like even like country music, like. There's been some people who like went into the country and like industry and just like took took their own spin on it or like did something cool with it. I didn't necessarily like it, but it's like you kind of have to appreciate it. So like, are there any genres that you just generally like hate, like never want to listen to? Like, well, 
I think that just like to be honest, like say, me saying that like country the country music is a popular answer. I feel like for that question, yeah, um, of it's kind of it's kind of the one that I've used, and I still stand by it. I, I just something about when I whenever I hear a country song. It, and I know there's like a ton of people that like it, and I really don't want to, like, yeah, me- I know, mess with I people. Know. But I don't know. I just I, I tend to like associate it, you know, with things that you don't like. You, you tend to say like, oh, this all sounds the same, and like this, this does yeah. this this makes me think of this other one that I didn't That's like. That's an so interesting much. concept, actually. Like the the stereotypes and the stigmas that are behind like liking certain genres nowadays. Like if you like country music, like you're canceled. Like that's just how it is nowadays. But like because we're in such a huge like rap phase right now like this goes for like edm too like that's so uncommon nowadays aside from like in places like europe i feel like nowadays there's a little bit of stigma behind like liking edm because like when people think of edm they just point to like the old 2012 stuff which like was cool at the time but it's kind of cringy now if you look back on it so it's like i feel like it gets painted a pretty bad picture and just like i don't know if you're in if you're in a car full of your friends like people just don't play edm anymore i don't know 2012 was around the time that i was into that uh yeah i was into dubstep for sure because my yeah. the hard rock the hard rock turned into dubstep and oh yeah uh, like all this, the old skrillex songs yeah dubstep dubstep came from from punk rock if you listen to the old like like skrillex like he started his music career touring with a punk rock touring with a punk rock band he looks so like, like he started making EDM. Like it was the drums were the same. I swear, if you listen to the drums in his earlier songs, like they are, they're screaming like punk rock. It's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I like I like that, and I like that's kind of cool how stuff from the past is built upon, and mm. people don't just they they don't re, don't really reinvent the wheel. They just kind of yeah, of course. Like actually, like kind of on the concept of just like finding your own sound and like doing something that no one else has done before. Sometimes it's just like bringing two things together. Like, um, like if you ever heard of Diplo, he's a, he's like one of the highest paid DJs nowadays. He kind of like, he kind of found his like signature sound. I don't want to say signature sound, but like found his like niche through just bringing like cultural music into dance music. Mm. Um, like if you ever heard of major laser, he's a part of major laser. He takes like South American, like Latin music and just like turns into EDM and like that's like that's fascinating so like me trying to incorporate more guitar like more like rock elements into my songs that's kind of my take on it I'm trying to do something like that but yeah I feel like sometimes it's not like inventing something totally new it's just taking two existing things and creating an interesting combination absolutely I agree (laughs) with that um so just and just to finish my thought before we move on um, cause you mentioned the first rap that you were exposed to or the first rap music you started listening to. And I, I surprisingly start like the first, like the first kind of group that I was big into was like Migos because Migos, like I was getting into working out at that time as well, between, like, you know, as I was growing older. So I was listening to dubstep and that and EDM, that kind of stuff. And then ended up listening to rap and me and I, Migos is really good for working out at the gym. Cause they've got all their all flow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, um, several yeah, pump, actually, pumps were given to me from that, that music. Yeah. I remember actually like 
in high school, I hit this big like Rich Brian phase and like eighty eight rising phase. I don't I don't know why. I think I just I was just drawn to their music for some some reason. A lot of people didn't like it. Um, but like they're definitely like coming on like big time in the US. It's like basically it's just like Asian takes on rap and pop and stuff. Yeah. And so I like Rich Brian a little bit. I kinda yeah, thought he, um, I kinda thought that you had like I kinda thought that you were gonna model uh some of your stuff with with his style or like oh yeah <laughs> get, take inspiration from that not just because i don't know i don't know if it's yeah, yeah. the name but yeah it, i the only reason i like him is because we have the same name no i'm kidding but like um yeah i just got this big draw towards 88 rising for a while and then i discovered through 88 rising i discovered this guy actually no yeah yeah it was through that through 88 rising that I, I discovered this producer named diamond pistols and he he his earlier days were also edm so it was kind of interesting seeing his transition from being like a big edm producer into like just a record producer who just does like hip-hop records pop records everything so like that's a pretty cool path that like i kind of looked at and considered were you were you uh were you watching how produce like studying or listen listening to specifically producers versus people that were making songs with lyrics um before you started making music or was that just kind of something that you um, gravitated towards the whole time? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I started like listening to producers because like all the YouTube tutorials I was watching like were all like producers who made music. So I just listened to their stuff. Um, but just like finding like artists, that was like a lot of random interaction. Like there's no reason why I don't listen to Migos. I don't know why. I don't listen to them. I could. They make great music. I just don't. So it's just like random reasons why I don't listen to certain artists. It's like, it's just like what you come across. It's yeah. So random. Yeah. I feel that way um, about Kanye's music, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. It's like, um, you know, it's great, but like, no, it's don't great. Really listen to it. Don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I like his My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I hope I didn't mess up that title. That's right. Um, <laughs> I like that one for sure. Um, but like only listen to it once and then don't, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I got into a lot of, I got into a lot of like classical or not classical, but like classic rap albums late in the game. So like I, I went through all of the Lil Wayne, uh, the Carter albums, like, like last year or something like that. Liz mm -hmm. is the first time I started listening to them and I would listen to like a newer or an artist's newer releases and then go back and listen to their older stuff. Um, yeah. like Kendrick Lamar was, was like the rapper I started listening to the most after Migos. And I got into him like, I think like right before the damn album dropped. Mm -hmm. Um, that was crazy. So crazy. Really good. Actually, the producers who made that also made, Rich Brian's The Sailor album, which was interesting. The production on both of those albums are like next level. They're crazy. Is uh Yeah, I have to I definitely have to re-listen to his his latest. I remember liking it a lot. It just had a it just made me feel good listening to it. It's very unique, yeah. It's definitely like a it's just a different take on like the usual stuff, I guess. So let's talk about our top five musical artists. I think this flows right right into it. Um, All right. Both of you want to do you want to do like one off one at a time? Like you go and then I'll go and then you go. Um No, let's just let's just do we'll do our top 5 just in order. 
Sounds good. All, All right. right. Um, I guess I'll go first. So, so basically, like, like from, yeah, no particular order. That's yeah, be, I'll just that's I'll just give reasons. I'll just give reasons why I like them. So basically, I'd say okay, it changes all the time. I'll just I'll just say that it changes every every month. I have like a new top five, or someone's yeah. added, or someone's subtracted. But right now, I'd say, um, I'd say probably my number one for like inspiration is Skrillex. There's a few reasons. People always people always think of Skrillex as like just that 2012 dubstep guy, but like nowadays, if you look at his recent stuff. Like his trend and his longevity in music is being that guy that just always pushes the sound forward, does something new every album, every song is just like pushing boundaries. Even if you don't like the genre, like it's something to appreciate because that's like really hard to do nowadays. And so, like, he has this album coming out and he dropped like this little teaser track called like Clip Town Emporium or something like that. And it was just like, it was so wild. It was EDM, but it had like no drop. It was just like, it was just like this weird. I don't even know how to describe it because he it's probably never been just, done before. He probably just does it without even trying to. He's like, "Oh, that sounds cool." Yeah, exactly. And the crazy thing is, the story behind that track is he made it in one day and then released it the same day. He made it and was like, "I'm dropping this," and then dropped it. It's just so crazy. It got like millions of views. It's insane. Awesome. Um, but he's definitely my number one as far as like production goes. Um, I would say I would say Rich Ryan and Diamond Pistols. They're like a close. They're on the top somewhere. I don't. I don't really. I can't really rank them. But uh, one's a producer, obviously. One's an artist. And the reason I like them is just because they're so versatile. Like even if I don't like one of the songs they make, they can just do a little bit of everything. Like if you've ever heard Rich Brian, he raps, he sings, he does different flows. Like mm. that's hard to do nowadays. And I guess I just appreciate the element of versatility. And it's just something I've tried to model a lot as far as like my music goes. Like being able to make beats, being able to make EDM, just like doing a little bit of everything. Has always been pretty important. So, between those two, I'd say that's probably like the thing I take away from them. Um, yeah. ooh, doorbell just rang. I don't know who that was, but um, basically DoorDash. Maybe yeah. I think my my fourth would probably be Diplo. Mm. Um, I think I just really appreciate his story as far as like the concept of persistence goes. Um. If yeah. you haven't ever heard his story, basically it's like he got out of high school, just like didn't know what he wanted to do with his life. Um, he spent five years just like jumping between jobs, worked at Subway, worked at a school, just couldn't figure out his life for five years. And then finally kind of got into music, started like selling records for a living, just like like flipping people's music, like the actual like records because he's like pretty old now. So um, he, he like released his first music when he was 25 and his like career just like took off when he was like 30 or something like that so it just took him a really 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 long time to do it and it's like it just requires a crazy amount of persistence to be able to pull that off so it's like it's just admirable i guess hmm. um i also like like what he does with his his artist project um as far as you know bringing those two concepts together like two different forms of music i think that's pretty cool and as far as like my last favorite artist goes Probably myself. I don't know. Hey, there <laughs> really it know, is. <laughs> That's good, dude. That's like uh, Lil Wayne is like, I only listen to my own stuff. Like <laughs> Exactly. That's good, dude. You're, you're going to turn into that. Awesome. All right. So my top five. Uh, I agree. It does change. Um, but but I think I think I have some constants that have been there since the beginning. Like for example, Kendrick, for sure. Of course, yeah. 
because with him, I, I feel like you can, you can just take two minutes and just listen to the words he's saying and, uh, get a lot out of it. And yeah, it's so real. Yeah. It just makes you very mindful and, and thoughtful. Um, especially the To Pimp a Butterfly album and uh, like the Good Kid, Mad City albums were both fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I like his voice too. Another thing, his voice, he's got a different voice for a different song and a different Unique. energy yeah. for real. Yeah. Yeah. If you actually heard like he, when he's making his album right now and yep. like he posted on like Twitter, he was like, y'all are complaining that I haven't dropped in so long. It takes me so long to find a new sound. And I was like, that's it. That's like, he's figured it out. He knows what he's doing to like stay around for a long time. I think it's going to be, I don't, I'm not, I don't know for sure. I think it's going to be like a, like some kind of visual album. Oh, absolutely. Like there's, there's pictures of him shooting like for his videos and stuff. There was like a video of him just like dangling over the ocean on this big crane. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, Come it's going to be crazy. Whatever he drops Come is going to be crazy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, That's going to be <laughs> nuts. Um, yeah. And then another thing too, he dropped in, he dropped a song with baby Keem. Right, I think maybe baby baby Keem is like his cousin, some some artist that's up and coming. I'm not sure. Um, so Kendrick, and then Lil Wayne as well, uh, definitely in my top five. And I and I started listening to him probably a lot later than most. Um, and to be honest, the albums that I listen to the most are like Carter one through five. And uh, and, I, and I probably like his newer stuff a lot more than his older stuff, but um, his bars in particular, um, the way he rhymes, and I and I and I'm pretty sure he just goes into the studio and just writes and, and records right there, and I yeah. think that I think that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, just doing it on the spot like that, uh, and he's obviously. A lot of people that exist now wouldn't have existed probably without him. Um, Artist-wise, he's like one of those that changed the game. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely him. Um, and then I'd have to say Mac Miller too. Uh, especially his G-O-O-D album. Um, he's 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 got one where some of his lyrics match up to like thoughts that you have. So like, yeah, I'm like, I'll listen to something. And then his music too is, is also one that I'll listen to when I'm feeling a particular type of way. Like, mm -hmm. um, when I'm, when I'm not feeling the greatest, like the sky's a little gray, listen to some Mac Miller yeah, and, that, and that'll make you feel better. Um, and I, I could say the same about J. Cole too. Um, his his uh, For Your Eyes Only album was one that got me through just a time period where I was just like not not able to see the positive side of things. Mm -hmm. So then that and like his music just uh, helped me see the yeah. positive side of things and just uplift me a little bit. And then for sure. Number five, 
I should uh, I should diversify diversify a little bit. I course, I, yeah. I think Breaking Benjamin as well as I could say is one of my favorite like the band obviously, but I could yeah. put them in there for that hard rock um, genre and obviously that because that's that's a, a little bit of my roots because I started yeah, classic with them yeah and uh, I you know their all their albums I can name songs from them that I really enjoy ones that I still can go back and listen to and they'll, course, yeah. they'll get me through a good workout in the gym as well mm. um yeah so so I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about your current avenue okay um you, you're putting putting a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of effort into creation and I think mm-hmm. that's amazing um how long would you say you've been making music now? Um, I'd say I've been doing it like pretty seriously for probably about a year now. Although I got like the software to do it when I was a freshman in high school. The thing was I like I didn't really take it very seriously. I'd do it for like a week and then just like drop it for three months. And so it was just kind of on and off. Um, but yeah, I'd say whenever people ask me, I say a year because that's just like how long I've been taking it seriously. Good. Okay. Um. So since you started taking it seriously, have you been thinking about yourself differently? Have you been noticing changes, positive changes um, in your environment? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Can you talk to me about some of those? I feel like there's a lot to just like hustle mentality in general. That's just like, yeah, like basically the whole thing that people preach about hustle mentality is that there's like a mindset you have to have and just like a mental switch you have to make in order to like actually do it well. Um, I feel like just learning about that has definitely helped a lot. I think like one main thing has been, um, actually before I get into this, I'd rather just say like doing anything like this or doing anything that's like hustle related, like it's, it's like 50% actual craft and then like 50% like mental. Like so much of it is just like how we perceive things and how we like think it is in the eyes of other people. Um, and if you can get over the mental hurdle, you're, you're basically unstoppable. Um, I, I don't think I've gotten there yet. I think I've learned a lot about the mental side and I've gotten over a lot, thankfully, but I'm definitely not like where I want to be, so to speak. Um, not at that final but, um, form. But, like, you just have to experience everything in order to, like, understand how to hurdle it. Like, you can say you don't take hate seriously, but until someone leaves, like, a negative comment on a post, like, you don't know what it's like to really get hate, you know? So I feel like one thing that I've really been able to to take seriously is, is not holding hate too high and also not holding compliments too high. So basically it's it's – basically then it's, like, up to me. To, to know like how my craft is and like if my if my stuff is good or not you know yeah because you're not you're not letting those things affect you too much and play on your emotions exactly because like all of my friends say my music is good but like i know that a lot of my friends don't even listen to edm so it's like how are they really one to judge my music so when they say it's good it's like i take the compliment but like i don't think about it for the rest of the day like oh so and so said my music was good because it's like what matters if is if like my audience likes my music, you know. So it, that's, it's choosing like who you take compliments from and who you take criticism from that's important. 
And then just like being able to see like hateful comments under your posts and just blowing it off and thinking like, wow, they're in a really bad place in their life if they're willing to leave a bunch of hate on me who's happy doing my own thing, you know? So it's just how you look at it. And that's a really hard hurdle to like get over. I'm like almost over it, but like I just started doing pretty well on TikTok recently. Um, like got hundreds of comments over just the past few days and um not all of them have been positive like a lot of them have been great but then there's always just like the handful of people that just like this isn't funny this is trash yada 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 but it's like and it's funny because that's the stuff that like carries the most weight all the negative stuff versus like there could there could be like 400 positive comments like this is hilarious and this is so great and then there's like five which are like on oh god this is trash or this be just garbage and then those are the ones that ruin your day even though there's only five it's just crazy how that works and that like proves that it's all mental it's just a, it's a mental thing if the majority of people like it and those like few people don't it's up to you to decide like how it actually is so that's why i like that you treat positive feedback and negative feedback the same way because then you don't get stuck paying too much attention to one like yeah paying too much attention when someone congratulates you and just thinking that it's all great and then and and then uh and then also like just getting sucked into reading bad comments and letting it affect you like it's Mm -hmm. good to it's good to have the i don't i don't necessarily need you to congratulate me and i don't necessarily need you to mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not gonna listen to uh, an upset fever dream from you either either you know yeah it's kind of like a game of balance though like it's important to like take the things people say into consideration like people say they don't like something for a specific reason and then a lot of people say the same thing for the same reason you got to take in consideration like okay why are people not liking this like what you got to learn from it like you got to figure out you got to adapt um and that that's kind of a skill in and of itself but it's kind of just like about balance like um yeah yeah i agree with you balance it's a tough hurdle it's a tough general. hurdle but if you can if you can totally get over that hurdle it's that's that's the ideal mindset to be in it's just really hard i'm trying to get that balance myself yep it's fun um oh yeah this podcast is part of it i think it's a a good step in the right direction of course yeah um has becoming a producer changed the way that you view music dude it's it's a blessing and a curse here's why it's a curse (laughs) because now whenever i listen to a song I don't listen to it to enjoy it. I listen because I'm curious to hear what the 808 sounds like and how the hi-hats are and if it's mixed good and yada, 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 yada. I never listen to a song just to enjoy it anymore. The amount of times I listen to a song and just don't listen to the lyrics, I listen to the beat more than I listen to the lyrics, which used to be the opposite. I I feel like that's just like a, a trend with producers in general, just like... I mean, you learn a lot. Like, there's a lot to learn from listening in depth to songs, but like at the same time, it's like... Now I can never enjoy music. Like listening to it while I do homework, impossible, because I get distracted and like by the music itself. That. Yeah. yeah, just like yeah, for me it's like just it, I can't listen to songs while I'm trying to do work. I can't listen to songs that I like because then I'll just listen to the lyrics. It has to be, and it has to be instrumental too. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked you this before the podcast started and i want to ask you now uh, if you could produce a beat for any artist 
right now. Like they teleported right into your studio and they said, yo, I heard you had some fire. I heard you had some fire cooking up in your uh, computer. Who, uh, who might you be privy to and and Um, produce a song towards? I would say anyone who just has like crazy versatility and is really just fun with making music. Um, and the, the two people I can think of off the top of my head would be Rich Brian and Ski Mask the Slump God. I would, I feel like Ski Mask's beats are just so wild, just so just different and out there and fun. That's what I was thinking about. What? That's what I was thinking about Ski Mask for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, I don't know. It's just, he's just got this way with his beats and his flow that he just doesn't care. And it just seems like it'd be fun to make music with him. And also Rich Brian, just because like he can literally, like, he'll sing, he'll rap. So it's like we can make something different. And it'll probably turn out good just because, like, he can do a little bit of everything and it would just be fun to make something like that. But, yeah, definitely definitely those two. Cool. Maybe, maybe like at the that. same time. Maybe at the same time. Yeah. Um, ski Mask featuring Rich Brian, Prod, Kid Brian. Oh, yeah. That's what's up. Uh, I have Ski Mask's number if you want me to give it to All you. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Right, right after the podcast. Uh, <laughs> um so do you have advice for anyone who currently plays an instrument or they make music or they rap or they do something that requires nurturing do you have just like one word of advice just like to to keep them going and uh to yeah to help them out I do and it's really cliche but it's so true. Don't <laughs> overthink anything. Don't overthink anything. It's so, it's like you hear that everywhere, but until you actually like find ways to apply it, it's so true. Cause like half, this, half, yeah, half the battle is just like, it's in your head. Like, um, if you make music, you're going to spend so much time just like listening to how it sounds and thinking, man, is this good? But it's like, you're just overthinking that. And then like, you're going to try to make art for it at some point, And it's like, you want it to be perfect and look great, but it's like, it doesn't matter when you're first starting out. There's just like a million ways to overthink everything, like putting out content, like, Oh, this is funny. Is this, this, like, this is up to other people's standards. But like when you're just starting out something like that, you just have to do it and just ignore like the perfection. Cause if you're trying to just get perfection every time, never going to get anywhere. Like the amount of times I've finished a song and like, just, I've known it's not up to standard and it's not up to where I want it to be and just mm. put it out anyways. If I, if I had like hung out on those songs, trying to make them perfect, they'd never come out because you're just like always improving. And so then all the stuff you're working on is old material, like stuff that's not as good as what you make now. Like I put out that single and it's like, that's a few months old now. Like that's nowhere where I'm at now. And like, even the song I just finished coming out this Friday, I've got two back to back songs that one's like even then like it's better than the last one but still not to where i am today so it's like your past self is always in in competition with your future self i guess that's what i'm trying to say and just going into any hustle into any art like there's just a million ways to overthink stuff and at the end of the day you just have to do it and ignore how it looks how it sounds yada 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 just get practice doing it and that's the only way you're ever going to learn so i agree yeah yeah Yeah. that experience just do it just just keep on doing it, even if it sucks when it when you start off. Damn, yep. that's a good piece yeah. of oh, advice. You know what my favorite example of this is? The Joe Rogan podcast. 
if you've ever gone back to his first episodes, it looks like this. They're on like they got two just like junky cameras, two mics, and they're just talking. There's I did that the other laughing day. Laughing and talking. It's just like a two corny dudes sitting in front of a crappy camera just talking. And then they do a thousand episodes, and after a thousand episodes, they know what they're doing. And so it's just proof that it just takes like tons of repetition Bruce to Lee. actually get what you want. Bruce Lee, four thousand, four thousand punches a day, or something, or, or a thousand punches a day, or something like that. Like, and and he was Bruce Lee was one who whose advice was always like just keep doing it, keep practicing it. And yeah, uh, yeah Joe Rogan, I, I it came up in my recommended the other day, the very first episode. Yeah, and I went back and like. He, there, like the episode starts and there's some like random. It just looks it. The quality is just yeah, terrible, it's just and like it's just garbage, like garbage. Like there's like snowflakes coming down the screen, but it's like some internet. It's like some original version of the filter, like a filter from mm-hmm. I don't even know when he started that. Probably I think it was like, like a Christmas time, of like 2009 or something like that. Wow. But yeah, it's just like it's it just sucks because there's so many people today that look at his current episodes and expect themselves to be like that. And don't realize that like there's so much that comes before getting to there that you have to go through, and then people just don't do anything because they're too afraid to put stuff out that like isn't up to par. That's definitely something I've battled with. Like so many of my friends like have bashed me because like my Instagram doesn't have an aesthetic and my like my artwork for my music isn't professional. But it's like no one's ever was no big artist ever had good art like if you've seen travis scott's like first artworks post malone his song white iverson the art for that is just like it looks like 25 dollars art like yeah it's just how it is when you start and not enough people understand that and so they get bashed for it like like i i, I mean i live in a basement right now with a budget of like a hundred bucks like i i can't i can't spend like a million dollars on good aesthetic and fancy la pictures like that's not the important. That's yeah. That's not the important exactly. part of it's, it. Yeah, it's the product. Like most people follow me because they see what, what I'm doing and they just appreciate it. They just get it. You know, yeah. they, they they know what I'm doing, and so that's kind of what it's about. And it's just doing it, and not caring what anyone else says, just knowing there's a process you have to follow, and just at the end of the day, the process is like the gateway to see who deserves to like actually make it. Like if you can't get through the process, and you don't deserve the end result. But if you can get through the process, then you deserve it. You know. I'm gonna clip that part. Yeah, if absolutely. If you, don't, if you don't, if you don't get through the process, you don't get the end result. Yeah, that's uh, a damn dude. That's my advice. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not. I haven't even made it yet, and I'm already like giving Ooh. advice to people. <laughs> well, I asked, bro. You're good. You're good at answering questions. That's for sure. Thank you. Um, before we get out of here, let's talk about what songs that we've been listening to this week. I think it's appropriate. Um, no. All right, hang on. Let me open my Spotify. I just did the same. Um, my Spotify is oh, things are moved around because my phone updated. Um, all I right, listen, let me go I by liked. I listened to "Jungle Break" by Kid Brian. That's uh, a banger. It's a banger. Um, I listened to a song called "Waste Time" by Diplo. "Fool's Gold" by Aries. Do you know who he is? He's a newer artist, isn't he? Um, no, actually, he was, he was around a while ago, but he stopped making music because he started to flop. Oh. And I think if he had kept making music, he would have fallen off, but he stopped. Took like a year, two years break, and then dropped a song called Fool's Gold, and it's crazy. It's doing crazy numbers right now, so Aries. he made a good decision and saved his career early. Um, Check him out. Tommy Lee by, I want to say his name is Tyler Yawe. I don't know how to pronounce it. 
And I then like that Post one. Malone, that's a, just a banger. Time Machine by Dime Pistols and Rich Brian. Dime Pistols is dropping an album, which he hasn't done in ages. He hasn't put out his own music in so long, and he's about to, so that's sick. I've been listening to Justin Bieber, the new Changes album from like January. There's some good stuff on there. I don't care what anyone says. He's a talented guy. Um, and then oh, Joji album came out, I think, September, maybe. There's a lot of good songs on there. Also, I guess the last one is uh, Lil Tecca his Virgo album or whatever it's called. He has some good ones on there too. I think yeah. he's pretty underrated. He just, yeah, he just, he just dropped that. Didn't he? Yeah. He's got, he's got a Skrillex feature on there too. Skrillex made him a beat. It's, it's so hard. It's so great. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't give him a lot of respect, unfortunately, but I, Not, should, yeah, I, a lot of people didn't and for I good should, reason. Uh, like you have to, you have to find yourself like, sure. I don't know. Absolutely. Been listening to those Dixie D'Amelio slappers, huh? <laughs> Dixie D'Amelio. Dude, here's the thing. Okay, this is so what? off topic. But here's my take on Dixie D'Amelio. Ready? When I don't it's even. Like, I don't, is that is that an English? Is that English? Dixie D'Amelio. I don't even know. Who yeah. That is. Here's the thing. So she got TikTok famous, and now she's trying to like use her platform to, you know, be entrepreneurial, which I get. That's what you do. But she's trying to tackle music, and here's the thing. Nobody's first song is ever good. That's just how it is. Like, no one's first product, like, we just talked about this. No one's first product is good. So, like, you're given a giant platform, and then you make a song, like, it's not going to be good. You have to, like, like, people who make it in the music industry, they've worked on their craft for a long time. So, by the time they make it, their music is phenomenal. Dixie is just starting out, but with, like, a world stage. And so, she gets, like, slammed for how bad her song was, but, like, no one understands that, like, that's how it is when you're starting out as an artist. Give her a few years and she'll be making great music. It's just a matter of time. So it's, you're saying it's because she has the amount of exposure that she has right now? Well, She's getting backlash? Yeah, yeah. It's like I didn't get any backlash for my first songs a year ago because I didn't have an audience. No one, There was no one there to give me backlash. Yeah. But now it's like she's expected to make good music even though she hasn't been making music for that long, which is like – it's a tough position, but I guess it's just how it is. All right, go on. What are, what are your songs? All right. Uh, so, Future and Lil Uzi just dropped an album. And I have not listened to a song off of that yet. Yeah. It's, um, it's Pluto X Baby Pluto. I'd say it's about... I, I did go through the whole thing once, and I'll, I'll, give, it a, I'll give it like a 7 out of 10. It's, it's all right. It gave me... It reminded me a lot of the album that Juice World did with Future. Future, I guess, is the it's that one was really good too. Um, kind of the another another person who um, changed the game for Atlanta style, like music from Atlanta, and then like the younger artists that were inspired by them. Doing an album with them is pretty cool. Um, I've been listening to Blue Notes by Meek Mill. If you've heard that song, it's a very the, the beat for that is just it's like so chill. And it's, it's just, it's a vibe, it's a whole vibe mm-hmm. and it's, and it's, and it's rap and he goes off in it, but it's still, the beat is like, blue, like blue notes, like he samples like a blues song and it's like really good. Um, and, uh, Big Sean and Hit Boy have been having like a crazy year so far. Dude. Yeah. He dropped an album, right? So yeah, that Detroit two album just, uh, I said, yeah. I don't know the word. The word Detroit. Detroit too. Detroit. Yeah. 
I'm, I don't know. I don't know how I'm supposed yeah. to say it. Uh, crazy album. I've listened to that nonstop. I like Big Sean a lot. Um, and this this album was just was just crazy good. Um, and then and then Hit Boy just he's been producing a ton of different albums. I think he produced like Nas's album after Big Sean. Uh, and then he's gonna probably come out with an album this year. Um, and let's see who else. Duckworth is pretty good. I've been listening to Duckworth. Um, he's on the um, the Spider Man Into the Spider Verse album. He has yes. a song on that. It's crazy. I remember that one. But uh, yeah, yeah I've, I've heard of Duckworth before. Yeah, his is like a his is like a uh, R and B rap uh, fusion. Yeah. Um, let's see who else. Hmm. IDK. Uh, the rapper IDK. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He dropped joke laugh. <laughs> What'd you say? Yo, so oh. I don't know him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ha, ha 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 ha. No, but actually, like, I've I've never heard of him before. That was good though. Um, Thank you. You should check him out. He's pretty freaking good. And yeah, dude. Well. I think that was a really good conversation. Yeah, awesome um, for sure. Thanks so can't much. Wait see, uh, can't wait to see where this goes. Yeah, dude. Uh, we'll definitely have you on here again. There's a lot more that I wanted to talk to you about in different uh, different avenues that I feel like we could have gone. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll do it. We'll do a part two in a year and see where that's at. <laughs> exactly. We'll see where we, we see where we've gone since then. Yep. Um, thanks for coming on. No problem. Yeah. Brian. And let's see. So Jungle Break is out, right? Yeah, then I have another song called Dead Love coming out this Friday. It's like a more of a future bassy track. None of, none of my tracks have all been like similar at all. It's all kind of just been experimentation to find my own sound. Uh, I think this is a step in the right direction, but it's definitely a lot like more poppy and R&B-ish. But yeah. Good. And then where can people follow you on your socials? Um, Instagram, TikTok. Those are my two big ones. Go follow me there. It's just Kid Brian, right? With two eyes? Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, you got it, folks. So thank you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, dude. You too. See ya. For sure. For sure.